Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, Matt. Forrest, guess what? It turned what? out there was yeah. some news. We just didn't oh. say it. Uh, yeah, there was there, there was loads of news. There was news that was uh, related to the opposite news that you told everyone last week. Yeah. Uh, and then there was brand new news, like two hours after we recorded. It's, it's kind of annoying a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's very annoying. We kind of, we, and, and as well, last week we had what's amazing, by the way, uh, we've had uh, it's quite a popular episode. We had loads of downloads uh, last week, so thank you to everybody that's listened. If you are new, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Don't Be Here a Podcast. But mm. yeah, the, the news episode was lacking of news and also didn't really have all the detail we needed. And then all of a sudden, we had a, quite a few big things that dropped. I mean, we've got our Supergirl now, and. and James Gunn's DC, Millie Orcock, which is very exciting. She's a fantastic up-and-coming actress as well. Um, mm. Do you watch House of Dragons? I watched a couple of episodes, not all of it. Mm, mm. Um, I, I mean, I watched w- it, but... Oh, <laughs> great, I, I was great just asking if you had... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, cool. yeah no, she's she's great. She is great, and I, I you know, really looking forward to it. Uh, can't wait. Um, she, so it's going to be a separate Supergirl movie, but she's going to feature in Superman Legacy. Yeah, am I right? I think I'm yeah. right. Um, so yeah, very really exciting stuff, um, which we couldn't say in our monthly news roundup, which is mostly made up of forty minutes rumors, ten minutes a load of me and Matt pissing around. So. <laughs> We've got a slightly more focus. We've got a bigger, better focus this week, I think. This is our traditional format. So if you're listening and you're brand new, this is what this is a kind of like our bread and butter, right? When we started with this, we started with Iron Man. We we're going through all the phase one, two and three. Back then, there was no series to talk about. We went through each movie, and here we are with an MCU movie, which I don't think we've done for about three months. Is that, is that too long? But I, I think I, it, it feels it feels like a long time. I, I um yeah, it, it's a long time. So there'll be a lot of people listening now who will be like, "Oh, really? This is what you do? This is what? <laughs> oh, you you lured me in with Christmas and random bullshit, and now and now you're analysing films. Right. That, that is too much for me. That is disgusting. Actually, oh, do, oh no, no, no. That's not what I tune into these boys. Um, but yes, this, this is what we actually started two years ago. Um, so I think, without further ado, Matt, mm. will you join me in analysing this week's movie? Thor, Love and Thunder. Let's go. Take me by the hand. Fantastic. Uh, just going to warn straight off the bat, uh, my internet is um, it, like not, it's, it's good but not stable. So you won't notice it on the podcast. But if Matt uploads a reel, my face probably what happens is he uploads a reel just as my internet goes. So my face just freezes, but my voice continues. I, I'd weird. just like to highlight the fact that you say you've got ridiculously fast speeds, and I've got like, I'm in like. <laughs> The dark corner of East Essex, and there's nothing. There's nothing but tiny amounts of, uh, you know, internet downloads here. 
but you've mm. got like you know 300 plus oh i've got my milli my little 13 downloads you know and you're you know it kind of, it's, not, it's not that reliable is it mate no, it's it's the least stable internet I've ever had. I've got to be honest, but um, yeah, it, it's very fast internet, and it, it's fast all throughout the house. But it's it for this, it just keeps dropping. So I'm gonna have to do a little phone call to uh, the company. Ooh, I, I won't I'm, put. I you know. I'm not I want to put read that. Do- I want you to yeah. make an email. Do a little do a little email, and then we can read that email out into the <laughs> podcast because we're still not getting any emails despite the attempt of the real last week yeah i thought last week's real might you know literally real people in but uh apparently not no not at all um at least said about that but (laughs) um but thor love and thunder uh i'm gonna get stuck in straight away matt let's get the synopsis for this movie out of the way this is the first time I've done a film synopsis in 2024. It's the first time I've done a film synopsis for many a month. Are you ready, Matt? I'm so ready. Bring it. Let's go. Thor, Love and Thunder, finds Thor on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced. A quest for inner peace. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the fear... To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir, as the mighty Thor. Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Say, Say it again. Munya, 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 We've we've had this debate for so long now. What mm. I mean, so <laughs> we can we could if we want to be uh, organised, we could go back and listen to how Thor actually says it in this movie. But I think it, it's it's like a Munya, Nya. It's like a Nya instead of a new. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. But I'm, I've got it. I've got it in my hands, though. I mean, again, this is an audio platform, but I've got my replica Molnir mm. in my hands because we're talking Thor Love and Thunder. That was a, a, a fine summary. I think mm. saying that he's been tested like he hasn't ever been tested before, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. If you kind of like compare that to the way that Thanos tested him against <laughs> yeah. how Gore has tested him. Yeah. Mm, I, th- I think, yeah, it's pretty minor, isn't it? There's been higher stakes. Yeah, it's an inconvenience yeah. rather than a, yeah, than a threat, I think. I mean, um, I mean, it's justified with Jane's story, I suppose, and, and her journey uh, in the movie, and there are kind of those moments. But, yeah, it doesn't feel like... It never felt like, and if we're going into overview thoughts here, it never felt like there was huge amounts of stakes that were coming from Thor's perspectives or it was just kind of misplaced through a lens of outward comedy, outward forced comedy as well, um, to the detriment of the movie. And and that's saying something from my perspective. Again, you you know me, dear listener, you know, we've done Thor Ragnarok. I do have nothing but love and praise for Thor Ragnarok. I actually genuinely love that movie. And I, you've heard me last week saying I like Taika Wahiti stuff. I do. However, um, it does feel like all of it was just a little bit misplaced. I say a little bit, really misplaced. Um, that kind of hindered the story. Um, but overall, there were kind of decent performances. Seeing Natalie Portman back, I'm a huge Natalie Portman fan. Um, and seeing her come back as well as as... Thor is was a, a great thing, and I felt like we could have got more of. I wish we got more of. Maybe we will. I don't know. Who knows? Because we had the ending as well. Um, we can talk about that in a bit. But yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I think, there, but there was missed opportunities. Your thoughts, yeah. my friend? I gonna. I think I'm gonna surprise you, Matt, because I actually thoroughly enjoyed it watching it again. Right, and I did. I did not go into it thinking I would thoroughly enjoy it. I, 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 and also, this is one of the ones that I couldn't quite remember from when we went to the cinema. So, yeah, so we I, saw I th- it. 
we saw it and I, I was like, I just couldn't quite remember my I remember there was bits that we were like oh they've gone too far with a comedy or done this or done that couldn't quite remember it but generally I actually quite enjoyed it and what what I think this film is 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 fun I think mm. it takes us out of the MCU briefly and it is I I think it's just a fun comic book Thor movie um, I do you don't... think they were trying to tailor this movie to a younger audience, as they have been with the previous projects in, in the, with like Miss Marvel or that kind of stuff? Is there a, I can I can like a, a a focus on we need to we need to inspire or bring in uh, younger and newer faces and eyes to this project? Uh, poten- yeah, potentially. I'd, not massively with this movie because actually I thought the themes uh, that Gore uh, presents with his daughter and the themes uh, of Jane Foster weren't particularly like if you're a child, cancer's like, you know, nothing. Like, you're not really. Th- and likewise, you're not. The loss of a daughter is going to mean absolutely nothing to you. Mm. Um,. So I, or, so I don't I don't know how like if I if I agree I think they're doing that I I just think this is classic Taika whatever it's that that name Taika Wahiti oh mate uh, <laughs> Wahiti um, uh, it's just one of his classic movies basically Taika Wahiti. It was just the way that you said it then. We were hating. Because You sounded like you were coughing. My brain was like, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. You're going to mess it up. You've got it wrong. You've got it wrong. You've got it. Just stop. That was, that was the fun. So 20 seconds of my brain there. Um, but yes. Taka Wahiti. Taika. Taika. T-A-I, yeah. Like a tie. Yeah, in fact. Taika Wahiti. Yeah. Uh, his film, um, which uh, yeah, signature his movie, but actually I, I I enjoyed it and I thought I the again one of the one of the things that will will let's talk straight off the bat I think right in terms of a general vibe, which mm. for me is, and it happened uh, massively in. Um, the film we saw, what's the film we saw last year? It wasn't Guardians, it was the other one that was a bit like, what? Um, wasn't Guardians, but it was... The Marvels. Marvels. Oh, the Marvels, right. The Marvels. So recently, there has been an issue with the editing of their movies. And I don't know, well, I don't know what's happening, but for some reason there is a lot of content being removed which evidently should have remained. So in yeah. this film, there is a bit right at the beginning. So and we, I'm sure, around the time we were already told there was a lot more with the Guardians that got removed um, because it's a two-hour film. They keep it concise. It's very concise, very small yeah. film. But yeah. because of that, we suffer a lack of gore, so a lack of threats, a lack of the villain. Like we, we suffer a lack of. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no, I just uh, really, really agree with you then. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A Keep lack going. of... Oh, I'll riff off, mate. Uh, a, a, a lack of... At the beginning, we we get, you know, a great story uh, from Korg. We get the story of Thor and we're in, like, a catch-up, which works really well. But then, but then we get a really small battle scene with the Guardians that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, and, then they, and then they see, like, they look at all of these different things happening everywhere and then suddenly... suddenly um, Quill is like, oh, we've got to separate, and it, is, it all happens very like, chum, like chop, 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 chop. Here's where we need to be, uh, and it, so not enough gore, not enough Guardians of the Galaxy, not enough Jane. We even with the cancer yeah. story, like that's not even introduced in a satisfactory way. I don't think, um, and it's it's just I don't know. It's just a, it, Marvel really needs to take a look and go. What are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to treat shorter films? Is that why they're editing loads? In which case, cut out half half of the plots. The issue isn't how many scenes you've got, it's how many plots you've got going at the same time. So cut the amount of plots, right? Don't have Jane. It is the emphasis on Jane? Is the emphasis on, like... Thor's breakup with the Guardians, or is or is a film about gore? What focus are you taking for a small film? 
Or is it a long film, in which case, like, how can we not remove too many scenes? Brilliant take. Brilliant. Dear listener, if you've got a take like that, you should send us an email at don'tbeheropodcast at gmail.com. I agree, mate. I I I agree. I think there is, it, 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 and actually, when you when you think about the editing and you watch the movie, even with an outside eye, you go, "Oh yeah, they have chopped this left, right, and center." You can almost mm. tell as well <laughs> where they, like scenes have just abruptly ended, or moments have just abruptly ended and had no real resolution, and we're going into the next moment very quickly. It mm. was it was a bit. Um, I think maybe that's kind of wrapped around the difficulty of the story. Now, one of the first things in terms of, again, the movie going now, thinking, you know, on specific moments, at the beginning, we are met with Gore, okay? And we are met with him in the desert. He's, he's fled, you know, his, his, uh, his civilization and it's been destroyed and they've been um, not listened to by their god and... He's got a dying daughter. And we see immediately, and again, Christian Bale is undoubtedly... I mean, we've got to agree. I mean, and, and I'd be interested again, if you don't agree with this, send us an email on debuthoropodcast.gmail.com. Um, that Christian Bale is one of our finest actors of our time. He is a, you know, he's a chameleon. He transforms in every single role that he plays. And seeing him play this dramatic moment with such high stakes, you've got a dying daughter. He buries his daughter in the first minute of this movie. And it is dramatic. It is actually heart-wrenching. And for me as well, I I find it difficult watching that. And again, because he's giving such a brilliant performance. And then he goes to, you know, the god. And then we see this kind of... Uh, we see the Necrosword come through and he murders the god and I can't remember what the god's name is. So I'm just generalizing the god. Um, but like we, it, it, it all justifies a villain story. It all justifies his villain story. And then at that moment, I'm like, I'm gripped. Okay, all right, let's see more about Gore. I need to learn more about Gore. I need to get get more in, you know, into his layers. And you can see Christian Bale's giving absolutely everything he can with what he's got. And then all of a sudden, we then cut to Thor pissing about with the Guardians. And comedy, 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 comedy. comedy. He's got making the splits while he's having a fight. And we've got flipping the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin playing over the top during this fight scene. Yeah, 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 classic Marvel, that's all fine. But just prior to that, we had something massively dramatic, something potentially compelling as well as a story. And again, a villain a villain arc. And it just gets just, ugh, just moved into this Taika comedic thing. And again, I'm not, I'm, I don't hate on it. It just wasn't placed right. It, it mm. felt like we had all these... And again, Jane's story about her stage four cancer, that's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. And I'm not saying you can't play it through a comedy lens, but you, you've you got to be gentle about it. Mm. You can't be outwardly, you know, like uh, immature in your, com- in, your, in your comedic timing. And I, and I think people, that's what they kind of paint the brush on Tyker sometimes. His comedy can be seen as just outwardly immature. And, you know, and I don't necessarily agree with that, but like that has been said. And so, and I think it's just all these, you know, all these serious things that happen around it just get muddied through a lens of comedy. And and I think that's what gets convoluted in the, in the editing. Um, but yeah, I was, gri- I, I mean, I was originally gripped by Gore's story and then I just kind of like had to let go of it because we barely got any of Christian Bale. Again, I am, I am placing, and I'll say this now, and I'd be interested if you agree, dear listener, I am placing... Uh, Gore, the God Butcher, and Christian Bale's performance as Gore as one of the most underrated villain stories and villains of the MCU, and something I kind of wish we could get more of, and I don't think we ever will because Christian Bale's expensive. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just a bit of a shame. We, we, I wish we could have got more from that. Yeah, I one one hundred percent agree. I, I think they they massively shortchanged him. <clears throat> um, I'm sure there's loads of scenes out there. That we 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 haven't seen, you know, would have been remarkable and would have kept in. Um, I think you know, let's let's look at the humour side to it. I think for me, the biggest chunk that they should have just got rid of is the whole bit with Zeus. 
which they couldn't because you know as yeah. as we'll talk about later there's a specific reason why they couldn't do that but that whole bit that whole excerpt of the film if you're telling me that you've cut out a load of stuff with Jane Foster you've cut out a load of stuff with Gore you cannot tell me that that was vital they should have just cast somebody other than Russell Crowe because that's the reason why there was so much t- screen time for him in that moment because it's Russell Crowe. Not to say it wasn't funny. Like, I actually oh, found yeah. that uh, actually hilarious. I mean, Russell Crowe's accent as well as Zeus was... I don't know, I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was funny. Um, mm. But like that felt like in that moment it was justified because you know you've got this grandioso thing when you're expecting when you see Zeus you think of like almighty and powerful and you've got this absolute buffoon in front of you and that's that's where it's justified because it's from a character perspective but um, yeah you're right they could have you know spent that, that could have just been like a oh let's go get Zeus's you know lightning thing and it's like hidden somewhere or he's sleeping in a bed or something it doesn't you know it don't have to go to a like a council it could just be in a quick moment to allow more screen time for the actual plot yes i i also what that scene did bring uh you talk about underrated like characters and gore being one of them um do you know um what what those scenes brought to us for the most underused underrated character of all time and potentially of all Marvel, this Matt for me, mate. The are you talking about the Bayer Bun? I'm exactly talking about the God of Dumplings. <laughs> you know me. You know me so well, Matt. Uh, the God of Dumplings. Uh, my, yeah. uh, I, I think the first time because I'd forgotten about it. I think the first time I must have chuckled this time. I remember, and I was like, oh, <laughs> God of Dumplings. That was it's such a left field thing for him to put in there and it it's very tyker it's a very tyker thing to do to have something so out of there yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you you could have i mean if it could have worked because of licensing but imagine if you had like princess peach there or something <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah like it would it would have been Mario. it would have been amazing um yeah i i think and for me that that was the they missed out with that bit because it was almost like a um do you remember, have you ever seen, so Wreck-It Ralph, I think it's the second Wreck-It Ralph film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I know is an obscure reference already. But within Wreck-It Ralph 2, there is a scene where they bring all of the princesses together, or all of the Disney yes. princesses are in one scene. It's quite a notorious yeah. scene, even if you haven't seen good. the film. Um, I think they kind of missed it, exactly kind of that trick, where it was like lots of like, God of Dumplings, God of God, you know, and Avocado sat there and like top tier like cluck foods they're just sat there and have their own council of like they have like their Colonel own steering group of <laughs> just sat there <laughs> just yes. enjoying Thank M for McDonald's <laughs> Ronald McDonald's there like yeah yeah like why well, there's no justice for Happy Meals <laughs> Uh, where's the justice for Happy Meals? Um, but yeah, there was there's a whole. I think I thought, like you said, I think if that whole chunk was in a different movie, it would have been it would have been brilliant. I think mm. it just felt very obscure when it's lit. It was lit. I think pretty much top and tailed with a bit of gore and a bit of Jane Foster and her cancer storyline. So it was, it's very mm. like what? Of mm. yeah, very strange. It's um, I think there's a lot of players that are, you know within within this movie and quite a few plots that are going through, and I think because you've got two stories that are really tragical, I can understand why Taika was like, well, we need to find some light mood into this somewhere because one, it's a Taika movie, and also Thor's got this now comedic thread, so he's had to double down on it, and I so I can understand the choices that were made, um. But like, yeah, for, again, the moments for me, even when we had, um, uh, uh, is it Darcy? Cat, um, Cat, yeah, yeah, Cat yeah, Dennings. Cat so, Dennings. And, you know, like, having her in back for a brief moment, you know, she's had enough screen time in one division. So we mm. all know her. We all know that, you know, her, her character and seeing her back with Jane was really lovely. And we only got one scene with her. Um, and and I think we could have, and even Doctor Selvig as well. Like he had a couple of lines when he was giving Jane's diagnosis initially. We could have had a couple of scenes, a little bit more time with Jane, with those characters that we got to know and love, um, and enjoy performances in the first one, and to, to sort of bring that arc back to it. 
Um, it would have made more sense. I would have, I would have liked to have seen more Kat Dennings as well because her character is so fun. And she's, you know, if Jane's going through something really tragical, you've got then comedic re- relief in her. So I would have liked to have seen that in terms of we've got already established characters that can feed into um, Jane's story. Um, I think that's what we needed again a little bit more. I know we got, I feel like I'm being really heavy on the critique here, but like, there are good moments. <laughs> oh, there, there really are. And there, I think talking about good moments. So uh, I want to talk a bit about Korg. So we have, we have had conversations in the past, Matt, about uh, narration and uh, how you bring, like, catch up. So at the beginning, like I said, he does a story of Thor, where we're at now. Um, I'm really interested to know what your thoughts are because I know in the first Thor movie when they did the kind of, they did like a Lord of the Rings style, like, the history of of the mythology that brings us back to where we were at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, be interested what your thoughts were with Korg because he does it first time with Thor, second time uh, Jane and Thor's relationship. Then I think he does Jane. I think there might be another one in there, but yeah, he does it a couple of times. His stories. What do you think of it- Korg? I think I, the the inclusion of Korg in the movie is fine. It doesn't feel like it's so integral, but it kind of feels like it's just we get we get to know a little bit about his background, about his dad's as well, and how and how uh, other Korgs and can be made, uh, which I thought was really sweet. And when while that while that's happening in parallel to then Thor and Jane having a heart to heart on the on the um, on the ship, um, it's. Yeah, it was fine. And again, actually, we know the moment, <laughs> the moment where we go back to Zeus and we have that big fight. And actually, I quite enjoyed that sequence of uh, when, when, you know, the combat with, with Zeus and uh, all the gods and the soldiers and stuff. When Korg gets what you would think at the moment murdered, I genuinely thought that was it. I genuinely thought that was it for Korg. Yeah, I was same. like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. God, now, okay, they're getting rid of him. And then obviously then, then they kind of bring that back you know and then i i it's i, I think it was I, admit, I don't know i don't really have much of an opinion on korg it just i think if he wasn't in the movie you would go oh where was korg oh that's sad but i wouldn't be heartbroken about it mm. yeah agree agreed i thought it was a good way to do to deal with like the catching up of time and all that stuff um i just, again just felt like he was underused matt like, it just yeah. felt like there was a whole bunch of stuff that he probably did do in the original like in the in the full filming and full script but yeah mm. again just cut it out it's, it's just it, almost too many moving parts and they had to cut so much of it that none of the moving parts actually had their own time to shine in reality I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The so uh, in talking about things that were kind of not mi- that missed and weren't given the opportunity of any kind of like depth, I'm I you know the Necrosword, okay for instance was initiated from the offset, um and the Necrosword has a history with the symbiote, um which is what the what Venom has, uh you know within him in terms of so we all know you know if we know our Spider Man stories we know that what you know. Venom has a symbiote, uh, you know, symbiote, symbiote, 
symbiote 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 isn't it symbiote um, <laughs> just look at me like <laughs> oh have you put yourself on mute as well Munya, munya, symbiote, 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 Literally, like I'm fucking <laughs> unable. Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, he's got that. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about that. So basically, this is effectively the first. Well, I say the first. I mean, we, 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 we're discrediting No Way Home um, with Venom's inclusion in there. But we see this is the first time the symbiote is in the MCU properly. And and in terms of when Gore transforms, when he gets handled, and in and the symb- and the Necroscore chooses him, so it, that is another thing the symbiotes do. They choose a host, uh, and they chose Gore at that moment. And you can see this kind of symbiote, you know, Venom type quality that was kind of going around him, and, and you know, when the Necroscore was coming up. That was all great, and it was like, okay, well, there's there's something to play into there. We could we could quite easily have a moment where we're going into a uh, a flashback about that, about symbiotes, understanding symbiotes. You could even have a nod and, and a callback to Spider-Man within it. You don't have to see him. You could talk about it, you know. Um, there could be, you know, you know, characters from the, you know, that part of the franchise coming out into a, you know, a short scene. There's also a, a link uh, or something in common with the Necrosword and the Ebony Blade as well, which is then at the end of Eternals. Not to say we want to tie anything to the Eternals, but let's be honest, no one has spoken about the Eternals at all since then. Um, uh, so you could have had an opportunity of these two powerful swords that are playing into something. Um, and they're kind of like, you've got pre-ancient times, there's history to it. There's something that you could play around with the people that have hosted these weapons. Um, but it also kind of, and again, the other thing, mate, it kind of brings me into the Ten Rings. Like, talking about... Uh, ancient times artifacts weapons that have a rich history and are used in the story that's how the 10 rings were used and it was used correctly and used well and again dear listener if you haven't listened to that podcast that was a fair few months ago now but like you know it was such a great episode and we loved that movie movie so much and that but that was told really well and so it maybe the necrosword should have been the main thing but then around it, we've got all these other plots that are going around that with Jane Batley and her cancer becoming, um, you know, uh, Mighty Thor, you know, all, you know, all of those other things. But like underneath it all, we've got this bigger problem potentially in the Necrosword and the symbiote. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Can't do anything but agree with that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And if you have any <laughs> thoughts, dear listener, please send us an email on don't be here at podcast.gmail.com. <laughs> the um <laughs> the next thing i want to talk about is yeah. a very small thing and it is what we've asked for a billion times before which is can we please marvel k-dog please can we have a tv series for sif Oh, Lady Sif, she comes back. Lady Sif is it is back temporarily for the smallest, smallest time ever. Um, but Sif is it's just a very unfortunate character that always appears for two minutes. The and you're like underused character in MCU history. Like, and we need we need a Sif Asgard like tale. We need yeah. a TV series that follows Sif. Um, may you know maybe maybe when Heimdall was back when Heimdall was alive. So maybe it can be like a yeah an old like series, but like um, mm. with Heimdall, Sif, and, and the gang back. But yes, oh, please, please, can we have that? It's really it's really nice. Again, <laughs> coming back to the format of this podcast, we like to celebrate and talk about all of these you know side characters as well. And I think Lady Sif is always one that is a constant in this podcast that comes back because she has been on loads of different projects, like Loki more recently as well in series one. Like, 
but she just there's no there's no real character development it's just oh she turns up oh there she is and yeah. that's that's fine but i think for somebody who is effectively and is an og now you know her role her character from the first thor was there and it hasn't been recast it hasn't been left under the rug those kind of characters deserve more of the screen time as well going forward and and, and i'll be interested to see whether there is plans for that going forward with like phase six and beyond of the mcu there are still og characters out there might not be main ones but little side characters that are still floating in the mcu ether not being utilized um but forgetting about that mate can we talk about thor's performance let's start there thor's performance oh uh yes yeah would you you have you have any thoughts about thor's performance i do i do um I think what Chris Hemsworth established really well in Ragnarok is his comedic timing and his ability of being uh, an on-it comedic performer. Um, However, I feel like because of all of the things that are happening, and this is the other thing, the, uh, the last previous movies with Thor have been things that have happened to him and are centered around his growth and centered around what kind of Thor does he want to be? What kind of God does he want to be? And what happens in this movie is that all of the things happen around him with people that he cares about. There are things that he cannot control. For instance, Jane's cancer. There are, you know, there are indirect things that then have a personal effect to him. And I, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because like, we, I don't know what we, what we, what we leading to. Do you know what I mean with Thor now? And even going into the fifth one, what what are we what are we finalizing with? Because I think we've got prime Thor. I think we've established the Thor that we've we've been working towards, and that that happened kind of Infinity War. You know, with the Thanos story, with Thor and Thanos's kind of rivalry that that had so much to it, and we saw an ultimate Thor in that moment, the Thor that we fully realized. But beyond it now. Well, what what is it? Is it is it his retirement? Is it his uh, uh, his death? You know, and the and and that and and it's and these the inclusion of 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 Gore's daughter at the end made it kind of oh yeah and by the way he's going to be a dad now. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. I th- I think this is, I think it it was it was incredibly good uh, film for Chris. I think the acting was amazing. Like his seeing his seeing the cancer story play out, I thought they were really lovely scenes. And then in the next scene, when he's like trying to manage a screaming goat, I thought it, it was it was it was good. It was he did a really good job, I think. Um, but I agree. I, I feel like this is kind of if if this was a Bond movie, then this would be the end of this iteration of Bond, and we yes. would have a new actor. Um, so for me, the only way that there can be a f- another Thor is if is if they're going to kill off Thor. I think mm. I I think they I think it will be and and what that will do is bring in a darker story. I think I think every everyone's agreed that if there's another Thor movie, they have to slightly s- subdue the comedy. I think everyone's agreed that the comedy's got to be like it's just making the character a little bit odd. Um, so I, I think I think whatever happens, it will be a darker tale. Um, and and you know, let I suppose let's bring in what what happens is it, so in the mid credit scene we find out that Zeus is basically recruited Hercules to kind of you know. Go go at Thor, um, and 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 even Zeus says about wanting to kill uh, Thor. He wants mm-hmm. he wants Thor dead. Um, so uh, and I think that maybe maybe this will be his is that that film will will kill off Thor because he his family like the family of are no longer part of the films. Loki's got, you know, Loki's almost bigger than a Thor movie now. I, th- I think that, you know, they're not going to bring Loki back for for that. I think they'll bring Loki back for, a, you know, 
the secret wars and the bigger movies they're not going to bring loki in for a thor movie um so i think logically it makes far more sense to have thor thor's parting you know do you think way. we're gonna get do you think we're gonna get a thor and loki reunion i i don't know if we i don't know i don't know if we are going to until he dies or at his death or like 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 um we had the funeral thing for um tony stark i wouldn't be surprised if we have it like that and loki's loki's present but i i don't know if he's going to be part of the story that ultimately kills him Mm. tell us what you think about that as well because i'm genuinely interested in other people's opinion on that because i think that's a big one because i think Mm. we we could quite easily not have that I think that could quite easily be a choice by by Disney, Mr. Cardon, um, to to not skip this reunion through mm. scheduling, through whatever reasons. But also, Loki's character, you could argue, is completed. The character mm. arc, the glorious purpose, is completed. And you could also argue that Thor's journey is also completed here. Yeah. yeah. So is there a reason for them to um, come back together? Or what, what circumstances do we need in order for that to happen? And that's the thing. There would have to be massive... So he's not coming back because Hercules wants Thor dead. Do you no. know? Like, that's not... The guy's looking after, like, all of the timelines. I don't I don't, I don't think he's going to be bothered about... <laughs> look, think of the... And especially Loki now, who's thinking about the wider picture. He's not thinking yeah. of himself. He's not, you know... So he's going to be thinking about the world... Like, the wider picture. So, yeah, I, I, I don't... I think we're... Yeah, we'll have the death of Thor, which will end that chapter. You know, and Marvel's very keen on bringing Young Avengers in bring it you know kind of rejuvenating what's gone on so i think a good way to do that would be to end the with the thor side of it it's not to say he'll never come back like you know a different thor will come back at some point and they'll start again i'm sure they will and they probably will in our lifetime we'll probably be Mm. sat here in 15 years i could imagine and they're going oh we're gonna bring him back i'm like you literally just got rid of him 10 years ago Mm. um so yeah but well, I'm, let's, I'm intrigued. Let's, let's talk about um, Natalie Portman. Let's talk about Jane. So, you know, mm. Jane comes back into the fray, into the story. Um, I remember vividly when they announced her at Comic-Con um, in the run-up to the movie, and it was such a huge reaction. They revealed what her role would be. She was holding Molnir, and, and, and it was it got such a big reaction online and huge of excitement as well to the movie as well. Um, mm. I think... Her journey feels like it is the main part of the story. And I yes. think that I, that was the right call, definitely. Definitely the right call, as much as we've got Gore's journey going underneath it. But I think um, Jane, you know, it's a tragical circumstance, but also an extremely human thing. And uh, when she's given the opportunity to go, right, if I, you know, if I need to battle this, I'll, you know, the only way of doing it is is becoming Thor... Great. And do what's amazing as well is in that moment, I don't think it kind of really gets explicitly said, but when she goes to New Asgard and goes to see the broken up hammer from Hela and stuff and and Monia chooses her again, like similarly to the Necrosword, the Necrosword chose Gore. And it's kind of you've got revenge and you've got redemption and you've and, and so with all these kind of two characters and it felt like it needed to that needed that thread needed to be played a little bit more because then you could justify a a Jane Thor and Gore going at it with these ancient historical weapons again going back into the ancient kind of ness of it that have chosen a host to fight against so good versus evil you've got these parallels that could have played in really nicely and again i'm sorry i know it's thor we want you know we've got chris Elmo's thor in there but it didn't have to be at the thor we thought you know the, the it could have easily have been more of no let's focus on jane more this is the thor telling story yes it's the fourth thor but we're talking about this thor more and it could have been i think an opportunity there to play more this, that, this can more. i sorry i'm just going to appreciate that that was honestly that was some literary genius you just said so uh, oh how did you word that the, this was <laughs> not this was not the th- the th- uh the th- <laughs> thor's thor this was 
for this wasn't <laughs> oh mate i when we have that in a podcast uh it's gonna be I'm playing that over and over again. That's amazing. What did I just say? I this, don't even I know what I said. This, is, I mean, this isn't Thor's Thor for Thor, for <laughs> Thor 4. This is Thor or something. That was genius. That is, the, uh, honestly, that's, wow. Wow. <laughs> and and, and, aware. and what, what I love about that is the fact that you got it all out. If I'd tried to say that, I'd have been all over the place. <laughs> Jesus. My tongue yeah. wouldn't, be, wouldn't know whether it was in or out saying Thor 4, Thor Thor, 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 Thor. Honestly, mate, I'm hungover and I have no idea what I'm saying right now. Um, That's but <laughs> I'm surprised myself, to be honest. I'm surprised I'm not fucking talking like this the whole time. Um, so <laughs> basically, I would have liked to have seen more Jane overall in her story. And I think that should have been the Thor we're following in the story. And then having a big fight against Gord. There were so many opportunities, I think, with the ancient artifacts and it's it's it, what i think what they did well is that they displayed the human element of what cancer is and, and and it's a horrible thing to you know for anybody to to experience and um and it uh, but also an incredibly human thing and i think they play it well um and they play it through uh with honesty however I think there could have been a little bit more of Natalie Portman. I think her her story was gripping enough, um, and it didn't just need to be about, um, you know, our our traditional Thor. Yeah, less less Thor and Gore, more mighty Thor for Thor four. <laughs> that was it. That's the one, mate. That's what we like. Um, I mean, I've just stolen what you did about five minutes ago and made it less good, to be fair. But yeah, no, that was amazing. That's all right. I'll say that as my own. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. I, but I, I do. I actually, I genuinely agree. I think, I think it was brilliant. I think Mighty having Mighty Thor, Jane, like some bloody brilliant acting there as well. Yeah, I, I thought. I thought. You know. Um, yeah, I thought Natalie did incredibly well um, with all of that, juggling all of those different <clears throat> plots and, and that character. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, I'm sad we're not going to have any more of that. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, and also um, with Munya, one of my favourite um, uh, comedy bits that was put in here was um, with Thor, Thor constantly trying to get Munya um and stormbreaker getting jealous mm. i thought honestly every time they did that so this screaming goats they could have got rid of i thought i was so so boring. annoying overused and just it irri- just irritating it wasn't yeah. even funny it was just irritating whereas monia and <laughs> monia and stormbreaker like stormbreaker were like, uh thor um you got me mate you got me now. Right. It was Settle funny. It, it, it that brilliant. was good. Genuinely good. Genuinely funny. The, the, yeah. the weird kind of like uh, love triangle he's in with his hammers. Like it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I would have loved to have seen like both Thor hammers just like meet like Molnir and Stormbreaker <laughs> just kind of meeting and just kind of having a face off. And it could have, that could have been. I might have been a deleted scene. I mean, I don't know, but I, I loved it. I bet. If I bet there's good fan fiction out there, Matt, where you could between Munya and uh, Stormbreaker. <laughs> let me have a little look, mate. Let me have a little, <laughs> have a little, little nosy. <laughs> have a little um, look. But I think you know. Uh, so we get yeah, overall, we've done the film. Uh, we get a mid-credit scene. Uh, we see that Zeus is alive uh, and the introduction of Hercules. Um, Hercules, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in, he's been on all kinds of British things, hasn't he? Marvel actor is, oh, Brett Goldstein, uh, who has been in Tad Le- Ted-, Ted Lasso and all that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so I know at the time it's 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 a bit of an odd introduction to Hercules. I mean, we know you know you look yeah. at Disney Hercules, you see that it's quite comedy driven. He's quite like you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. And do we actually know if they're keeping Brett? I assume they are keeping Brett as Hercules for the next one. That would be a yeah. Bit... I'm, I'm I'm assuming so. It's a, it's an interesting casting, isn't it? It's a bit. Mm. 
I mean, it, I wouldn't have thought that at all. But like, I, I feel like it's going to work again. Someone, mm. but also someone who's very good at comedic roles. Exactly, which which kind of insinuates to me that he is going to be a comedy character. They just wanted him to be introduced in a menacing "I'm I'm going to kill Thor" way. Um, we haven't really seen him. We didn't. We don't see him uh, in dialogue or conversation with anyone else apart from his dad when his dad's potentially nearly dead. So, yeah. in all fa- in all fairness, he's hardly going to be full of fun and games. So, um, well, I'll be. I'm really intrigued how they go about that character. Um, but yeah, so we end there with that, and then we end in um, the land of the gods, Valhalla. We go to yeah. Valhalla, um, which kind of brings in a bit of um, Assassin's Creed, mate. That's all I think of when I hear, hear of Valhalla. What about you? Um, I so the so Valhalla, the, the concept of like Valhalla and all that kind of stuff, I get like relate. It relates to for me in my brain when I think about it is the experience that I had when I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And the the, did the, the you, Viking. Did you, did you hear what I said, or are you going off of what I just said? I'm going off on what you said. Oh, okay. No, I did you, hear what you said. Oh, okay. You said it does, you it said does it sound like I didn't yeah, know what I you did. said. I did. I know. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me agreeing. of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so, I, I apologise profusely. <laughs> so I agree. Yes, it does. For me, also, it brings in. <laughs> I should have said also in between, just so it doesn't sound like I wasn't fucking listening to you. I mean, nine times out of ten, I don't listen anyway. Yeah, no, you, you were brain. typing away, mate. It's because the keyboard... I was listening, was, though. Proper... I was. I'm, I'm trying to do something for a later segment that you just teased me for. So I'm doing a bit I'm doing a bit of work, mate. I'm doing a bit of bloody admin while we're trying to record. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. So carry, carry on your thought. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, um, the, it, and the uh, the mythology around it, and the way that they play it in Assassin's Creed is 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 quite earthy and rooted. But with this, it was quite ethereal, um, and the way that we got to it, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of it, and I kind of hope we do, particularly in whatever this fifth movie is going to be. Um, we need to see more of what Valhalla is and what mm. it means, and does it mean that we can get all these people back? Um, mm. Because let's be honest, we've had the ancestral plane in like, um, you know, Black Panther. We've got, you know, it's all, uh, in, in with uh, with the Soul Stone as well. There's all of these possibilities of bringing dead characters back. That's slightly problematic for a lot of things, a lot of reasons. But mm. um, if it's done well and it's done right, hey. Although, on the other hand, actually, you could back up our earlier theory that Thor dies. Because actually, mm. that could be why we keep seeing it. Is because ultimately, the last you know the last bit of thought will be about him joining Heimdall uh, and Jane mm-hmm. in the land of the gods. So that could be could be where we end up. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It'd be nice uh, again. I would, any any opportunity to get Natalie Portman back as Jane Foster in here would be great. But I just mm. I don't know. I don't know. How do you do that? It's mm. up to Disney to decide. Okay, dog. That's in, in your hands my friend uh, 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 um, what would you what rating would you give Thor Love and Thunder ooh what okay okay I'm not going to play any music I'm not going to play silly buggers here alright <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm just going to I'm just going to do it as it is and as we do it traditionally within this format I'm going to give this a crisp rating of Cool Ranch Doritos. Now, some, that's like quite a popular choice in terms of the brand of Doritos. Um, I'm not going to give it a sharing bag. I'm going to give it a multi-pack. Okay, because Ooh. what you got is lots of different elements of all these stories that are being played through. And some has more content in one bag and one has little less in another bag. And sometimes that can be uh, a little bit annoying for the for the for the consumer. Um, so I think that's a it's a mixed bag. That's what I'm going to say. It's a mixed bag of the same thing, um, and it's fine. It's also a bit meh um, at times, and there was missed opportunities. But into the story, but overall, good performances, great actors that are in the cast, 
Um, we haven't even spoken about Valkyrie. I thought Valkyrie was fantastic in the movie as well. Um, and, and, and like having her character in there as well develops story as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it Cool Ranch, multi-pack, mixed bag. Uh, let's say that's about 7.5 out of 10. Fabulous. Um, yeah, whilst we're talking about Valkyrie and therefore uh, New Asgard, also uh, mention uh, something else that we didn't talk about uh, is Melissa McCarthy playing Helena, <laughs> which was... <laughs> which was just yeah. incredible. Um, but yeah, my crisp rating, I am going very similar, Matt. So I'm going for a multi-pack uh, bag, but I'm going for the Walker's uh, multi-pack like multi where all of the different flavours. But I'm going to say that this is a bag of Walker's multi-pack where you've got, more, you've got one extra cheese and onion, which not a fan of, um, which represents like the comedy overload, but you've also got one less of every other packet flavour. So all Ooh. of this all of the plots that you were interested in, there wasn't enough of, and then he overplayed the comedy. That's what I'm going for. Oh my god, mate, that was lovely. That was lovely. Um do you want do you want some fan fiction? I tell you, you're working hard on it, mate. Uh, yes, please. Um, when I say it's fan fiction, it's, it's not fan fiction. Um, but what oh. it is, it is I have gone to the second best source, okay. which is I have consulted to my AI companion, that is chat. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Here we go. <laughs> and I've asked ChatGPT, and also because they don't, they don't, you know, this wonderful piece of AI that we now have on this planet, for good or worse, I, I'm pretty sure this thing's going to take over the world at some point. Um, yep. But I've asked for ChatGPT for us to give us a short poem about Thor's Molnir meeting Stormbreaker. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm tucked in. In the forge of fate, where legends entwine, Molnir meet Stormbreaker, a cosmic design. Hammer and axe, a celestial pair, Thor's might amplified in the electrified air. Molnir, ancient and wise, spoke to the starborn Stormbreaker, resplendent in cosmic adorn, thunderous. Echoes met st stellar gleam, a symphony of power, a godly dream. Two weapons converged in a cosmic ballet, past and present a union to portray. Thor stood between a wilder divine, Molnir and Stormbreaker, in harmony entwined. That is absolutely beautiful. That is that is classic chat GPT there, saying everything but nothing at the same time. What what's also classic is you saying that it's AI when I know you've spent the last six days writing that and you've just found it. So. Oh it's no 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 uh, you can purchase that poem on our new website, everybody. Uh, Don'tbeaheropodcast.com. Matt's poems <laughs> A collection of mythology. <laughs> Do you know what uh, we should do? Talking about now we've done that's Thor Love and Thunder, dear listener. Thank you again is. for listening to the episode. I what I will say is I was gonna say at the beginning, but we I lost track of my my hungover state. But I will say, mm. look again, if you're listening to this and you've got to the end of this podcast, honestly, honestly, thank you so much. We really mm. do appreciate every single listen that we're getting. Um and if you haven't given us a review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please do give us a review. It goes so far. It really does help us out. Also, we've got plans going forward in terms of loads of different types of content. Also, mate, I think we need to think about some merch soon. I think we need to re-engage the old merch idea. Re-engage the merch. Oh, I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas, friend. Ooh. Um, and I think we should stick a little competition at the end of one of the episodes to see whether people are listening. Oh, I agree, my friend. I Get agree. Get yourself some merch, mate. If you listen, if you find out the code word in a, in the next couple of episodes, you'll get something for free. Ooh. We'll do it like that. Yes, Ooh. please. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much to listen. Honestly, appreciate the heck out of you, Forrest, my dear friend. I value 
your friendship. I value the companionship that we have. It's, uh, it means it's what makes me get up in the morning. Uh, likewise, mate. It, you are a dream to me, mate, which mm. is luckily not just a dream. <laughs> You're my Molnir and I'm your Stormbreaker. Yeah. That's us, mate. What That's that? us. <laughs> oh, adios, man. See you later, buddy. Ta-da for now. See you all, actually. Yeah, see you next week for... Werewolf. Oh, yeah. Werewolf by Night. No way, really? Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Oh None of, neither one of us have watched that, right? No, that's a first. None of us have watched that. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good episode. Oh, listen Do to that in. one. See you for that. Bye bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.